I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Another week's episode of Hallmark Remarks. Hi, Self. Do I do Hallmark Remarks? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Also, I love how you say another. Are you? Is it another or another? Oh my gosh! And if I think about it, I'm not gonna know. I, <laughs> so that's funny to me because I think we've had this conversation before about aunt versus aunt. Aunt. Yeah. So I like, aunt. I have my aunt Kim, who is from Pennsylvania, because like that's just. I wouldn't call her Aunt Kim. That's so weird to me. Okay. But I have other, like my mom's sisters who are from my area, like the South. Um, those are all my aunts. And I think it's okay, just Okay, but actually the only people that I know personally, not that I think that the only people that do this are in this category I'm about to say, mm-hmm. but in my life, the only, and I swear, the only people that say aunt are from Richmond. Really? <laughs> yes. So I have funny. three, three different people that I know that, like, born and raised or, like, a good chunk of their lives, yeah. you know, were in Richmond or whatever. And all three of you say aunt. That is so funny. And none of you know each other. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's three different people. And I'm like, what? Well, and it's like, when I say aunt or aunt, that's like, that's, that's essentially that person's name. It's not just their title. So it's like, if I call them a different version of that, then that's just their name. Yeah. Um, it's like... I have a friend named Caroline and a friend named Carolyn. Yeah. Or to me, it's saying like grandma versus like grandmother or something yeah. like that. I guess it's Or just even depends. grandma versus grandma. Yeah. Like mom is grandma. Yeah. G-R-A-M-M-A yeah. to Haley. But um, like I have friends who have grandmas. That's you know? so funny. I love learning yeah. about stuff like that and just hearing. Another. Another. Because I just, <laughs> I mean... I don't even think that I would consider having an accent or any type of weird dialect because I'm just like, I'm so white. But like if anybody else were to come <laughs> from from another place, they would probably think I have a, a weird Southern accent or something. So mm. I'm like, I'll take it. That's great. <laughs> I know. Well, folks, we are here on a different day than we normally are. Mm-hmm. I had a scheduling conflict and Emily graciously changed it. Um, but because of that change, this is going to be a short episode. Yeah. Um, we started a lo- about 15 minutes later than we planned. And it's solely because I left my tomato plants outside. <laughs> it was like such a Sophie text message to receive. <laughs> I sat there and went, this is this is blue hair for her. Like, <laughs> yeah, Because yeah, yeah. you were just like, oh, I, I got to bring my tomatoes in. Hold on. I, I thought yeah. I had my life together. <laughs> if anybody else were to say that i would be so confused (laughs) oh i know but you're like yeah naturally um (laughs) yeah so i have as you guys have heard the last couple episodes um 200 tomato plants behind me that emily has to stare at she has to stare at this bright light shining behind my head like a halo and i have 200 tomato plants in red solo cups i have 200 red solo cups just displayed oh my behind gosh. me it's a frat and house in there <laughs> it's a frat house like it's the it's the weirdest game of beer pong you could ever imagine. <laughs> um which we'll put a pin in that i'll tell a story about that so later funny. but anyway um 
my plants, I came back from, I went on a trip this weekend, came back, and they explode. Like, they're, like, they're ready them. to go in the ground. Yeah. And I need another week before the frost date is done. So, I'm like, you gotta stay inside. <laughs> Sorry. So, before, though, you plant outside, like, a, a, a plant that you started from seeds, you want to do something called, I think it's called hardening off. But anyway, you um, take your plants outside for short bursts of time, mm. you know, so that they can get used to kind of the outside elements. Yeah. Um, and things like wind and, um, rain and stuff like that help them get strong roots and then you bring them back inside so mm-hmm. they can continue to grow. So that's what I was doing. I didn't mean to do it as long as I did, <laughs> but I couldn't leave them through our entire podcast yeah. and then get all of them in because I needed Haley's help. So anyway, I was like, <laughs> I have to get my tomatoes and Emily who texts me once in a blue moon to say that she got blue hair, got a, Hey, I'm so sorry. I thought I had my life together, but I had to bring my tomatoes in for me. <laughs> Which is like, like I said, it's the most Sophie text message I've ever received. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, and now I can I can see them. They really have like popped off yes. because. Right. They're like tall. Now I can see them through Damn. the light. Like the light is still blinding. But now <laughs> I can on. see the little. Hang on. Sprouts. I'm going to pick up my thing. Yeah. Oh, my see. gosh. See, now it's not questionable. If the light. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Look at that. So that crazy. one over there is huge. <laughs> So now it's not questionable. Beforehand, I couldn't see anything sprouting at the top. And I was like, okay, Sophie, sure. She's like, sure, sure. you're not having a rager. <laughs> sure. As soon as you log off, she's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're real. Oh, my gosh. You know, I decided instead of, um, you know how people do dry January, I'm going to do wet April. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I drink a day. Drinking all day. I'm so hydrated. Oh can you imagine? I can't have gluten, but I'm going to drink so much beer. Ew. Um. So my beer pong story, um, I love it. <laughs> it's not mine. It's not my story. So this weekend, um, several of us went to Virginia beach. It was Haley's 15th birthday last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we, it was me and my two brothers and, um, one of my brother's girlfriends and then, um, my friend and her boyfriend and then one of Haley's friends. And so it was eight of us. Mm-hmm. It was a really, really cool group. Uh, we called ourselves the tribe, like, from Survivor, because one of our other friends was like, why didn't you invite me, like, jokingly? And I was like, tribe, are we accepting him? No. <laughs> um, and then, anyway, so we went to Virginia Beach and hammock camped, and then we were on the beach, you know, obviously, during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, there's a moment, I'm, like, walking, and there is, like, there's probably 20 to 25, like, young college student, maybe seniors in high school. You know what I mean? Like 19, 20, 20 at the max. Yeah. And they have like these two folding tables and I just see some um, red solo cups and I was like, really? You came to the beach and you were like, beer pong. Guess what we gotta do? We gotta, we gotta, let's bring our beer pong to the beach. That'd be so fun. Right. That's so convenient <laughs> and not going to fly anywhere in the wind. I, that's why I was like the, the, there's no way you can aim that ping pong ball, mm-hmm. like to save your life. Like that's so stupid. And they were all in their chubbies, you know, all the dudes were in their like really short yeah bathing suits. And so I was like, I just, I don't know where to look. Am I supposed to look at the beer pong or at your bubble butt or at your like flamingo shorts That's probably or at, that. or at your shiny forehead? Right. Like where am I supposed to be looking? There's so much <laughs> happening. Also, why are you here? <laughs> Why are you here? They found the like one flat spot of the entire beach for their say, table. Like, like I was trying to think. I was like, spring break already happened. Maybe they were just enjoying the weekend. But I know that it seems really like might. A lot. It, it still is spring break, you know, time. But for college, I'm learning really. Spring break really is March because yeah. like of how 
the like when they start classes and then when they when graduation hits it's yeah. this, if it's a 16 week semester you know then march is about when you're going to do your halfway point so anyway but yeah we had a really good time i can't believe i have a 15 year old but Bonkers. you know she and i she and i had a really great time the day before her birthday for like some one on one yeah shopping and we got massages mm. and it was just it was all sorts of fun that sounds great well i'm glad you had a yes. good time cuz honestly seeing a group a gaggle of like 20 year old boys playing beer pong i've been like i'm going home <laughs> i know I'm we were very far away from them oh, that yeah. was on a walk when we stumbled oh, upon that's them fair. yes i love a beach yes. walk i love i used to hate them i yes. used to just be like mm-hmm. i want to lay down or i want to be in the water but now i'm like i love a little stroll on the beach well okay so my beach ing self is this I want to sit in my beach chair and no one talk to me and I read. Yes. Then I want everyone to go into the water with me and be amazed at my boogie boarding skills and do it with me and and scream and have a good time. Right. Then I want to go on a casual walk with one of my friends and just have a nice little chit chat. Then I want to set up the cross net and play some volleyball. Then I would like to read again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to, I want to be chill Zen. I want to be active Mm -hmm. and I want to be casual yeah but separately yeah i want to compartmentalize my beach experience because also you need to have time to like reapply your sunscreen and also Mm -hmm. i'm a seashell hunter i love to hunt for the seashells um Mm. so i'll do that on my little beach walk i'll it'll be like a beach stroll pause seashell resume that's what man that's what you and Haley did when we went to Uh charleston like you guys went ham She still has some of them. I think yeah. I do too, actually. Uh, my back well, was burnt. <laughs> yeah, me and Hannah built um, a sandcastle with the coolest moat, and oh, the water would like rush in, and we were having a good time. And the girls were like making fun of us, and they were like, "I can't believe that you guys are making sandcastles. You're adults." And I was like, um, "I was also drinking drinking a margarita," <laughs> and I was like, "I've peaked." Like, I, <laughs> where am I going to go from here? Where there is no up. <laughs> no, I, this is. Heaven? <laughs> I know. And so I was like, imagine, I said, I, I'm at that point in life where I'm having, and it was a great margarita. Like, it was like, sometimes they're so terrible, you know? Honestly. And I'm like, having a really good margarita. I'm building a sandcastle with one of my best friends. We're talking about life. We're honestly making fun of the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And we don't care what we look like. We're just having fun. It's the best. And I was like, oh, I remember back in the day when I was actually like, so cool but I was too cool. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I was like, uh, meh. and then I'd be self-conscious and whatever. And I was like, man, I don't care. I was like on my knees, like butt in the air, sand all over my butt, like yeah. digging out that moat to make sure it was like good I, enough. I think you self-actualized <laughs> on that trip. I think you reached <laughs> your self-actualization. I will never be better. That's why your tomatoes um, popped off. Cause they were like, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to, we have to rise to her. Yeah, life. literally. <laughs> yeah. And so, I just, that was living my best life doing that. I was like, man, this is, this is amazing. And I'm looking at my, like, uh, the two teenagers that are just, like, so embarrassed to exist around me. And I was like, (laughs) I'm cooler. I I mean, truly, they'll get over it. Well, my weekend wasn't as exciting as that. I didn't reach full self-actualization, but I did start a new job, which, like, I've essentially been unemployed for the last six months. (laughs) So... Yeah, it's, it's unreal. Um, it hasn't like sunk in. Mm-hmm. But today was my first official non-shadowing day, like my first Ooh. day by myself. 
And it was like a 10 and a half hour shift. Mondays are long. They're going to be long for me. It's like open to close. Yeah. Um, everything that could have happened on my first day did. It was, God said, you know what? You were a little nervous. I'm going to give you all these things because you're going to be able to handle it. So and you're going to learn. And you're you're going to learn. Deep end. And Welcome to the deep end. If I, I mean, if that's not how I learned the best, I know this about myself. On my way to work, I was like, you know what? It could all like just go up in flames. But I've done that before and it's fine. Like, honestly, there was no anxiety going to work because I was just like, I'll figure it out. And I think <laughs> I honestly think that's my peak. You know, I think we both peaked yep. in that way because I was just like, it's I'll figure it out. It's fine. Um, yep. And I have a phrase. Um, it was when I was graduating college and I was like stressed because like people were coming into town. I was trying to make dinner. I was trying mm-hmm. to get onto campus. I was, you know, trying yeah. to organize all these things. And I was driving home from work. And my friend Anna was going to be, like, at my house from, you know, it's just all this stuff. And I just went, I'm going to chill the freak out this weekend. Yeah. And I told her that. And so, anytime that we're, like, we could be stressed in her wedding, you know, whatever, yeah. we were just, like, chill the freak out. That's, I mean. That's our hashtag. It's, like, I, I have some experience in the job itself, working the front desk. It's just a new mm-hmm. software or whatever, like, a new program I'm not used to. But everybody there knows how to use it. Um, I made a few mistakes. I made a few like scheduling blunders where tomorrow I'm going to have to call people and see if they can rearrange, which was the most anxiety inducing part of it all. Just like because each of the services, you know, I just have to get used to how long each of these services take so that when I book it, it, it doesn't overlap. It's over like somebody else. sufficient. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it, it goes in 15 minute increments. And so just having to like memorize what each of the services, you know, the length of them all. Um but everybody's been great, and, like, I'm not going to be by myself tomorrow, so mm. whoever's going to be with me working the front desk is, like, a veteran, and so she'll be able to help kind of pick, those up, gaps. pick up my mm-hmm. messes a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, from a client's perspective, if I were to get a phone call and be like, hey, is it possible for you to rearrange? Do you have any flexibility on this day? If not, it's totally fine. I would be like, sure, move me. I don't care. Like, if I can, I will. So... If they can, they will. And if not, that's fine, too. So uh, I did that. But I texted Sophie earlier. I was like, I'm going to bring as much energy as I can because I have been working for 10 and a half hours today. But arguably, I would be more tired working two and a half hours at Child Watch than I did work 10 and a half hours today. So I came. Well, this is your lucky day. (laughs) This is your lucky day because um, I'm. I just feel like I have a vacation. I keep calling it my vacation hangover. Oh, yeah. Not a real one. But you know that moment, like, that just exhaustion. Oh, yeah. And the, like, return to, like, routine after having literally no routine. Mm-hmm. I got the best sleep of my life this past so week. You know. So it's not, like, an exha- a normal exhaustion, yeah. like, burnout. Yeah. It's just a getting back into the swing of things. So yeah. we are going to review the movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, You guys are going to fully enjoy our review and um then we're gonna sign off so yeah anywho emily um we or well emily's gonna do kind of the recap and we'll fill in i'll help fill in some of those gaps but um we watched the movie called the professional bridesmaid uh do you have the imdb pulled up for it it awesome okay so why don't you kick us off amazing so yes it's called the professional bridesmaid um it just came out like what the six this weekend I think this past weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I think like the 15th. 15th or 16th um, on Mm -hmm. Hallmark. Of April. And of Mm -hmm. course, we watched it on FriendlyTV.com. So it says, when a professional bridesmaid books a high-profile wedding, she must keep her true identity a secret, not only from the wedding party, but also from the handsome reporter covering the event. 
And this movie stars Hunter King, who is Joey King's older sister, if you're familiar with Joey I'm like, King. you guys just have the same mouth. That is that it's is the the King crazy. mouth. Crazy. Um, and then Chandler Massey plays uh, Henry Whittington, who is our reporter. Hunter King plays Maggie Bailey, who is our professional bridesmaid. And if bells are going off in your head about, like, that kind of sounds like 27 dresses, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> it's Hallmark. To me, it's like Except the she version. doesn't actually know yeah. these people. So, like, in 27 Dresses, Homegirl knew. Catherine Hagel's character mm-hmm. knew these women and was just really tight with them. And, they, and then just basically took over all the, like, crazy parts of mm-hmm. it and made it magical and, like, whatever. Um, imagine that, except she doesn't know them. Like, doesn't know the bride, um, plays the part like she, you know, oh, yeah, we've been friends for this long time, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, it's paid. Yeah. So what got me was, like, the opening scene. I thought that they were going to do the thing where she was at two weddings on the same day, like they did in 27 yeah, Dresses. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it opens and Maggie is running out of the the dress shop with the wedding dress and in her bridesmaid's dress she's carrying the wedding dress over her shoulder and she's running to the venue and then she like rides a scooter with all this going on in the poofiest pink bridesmaid's dress and I, so many questions just popped in my head immediately it was like why is this dress not there why are you picking my up assumption <laughs> well my assumption was like the wrong dress got picked up yeah and they and because just weddings are crazy, like no one noticed mm-hmm. until they are unzipping it, and she's like, "This is not my dress." Right? You know what I mean? That's kind of what Which my I assumption truly was. Truly can't imagine. Like, thank God for mm-hmm. Maggie in this situation, because I mean, ooh. seriously. Um, but essentially, Maggie gets hired to do um the mayor's daughter's wedding, like to be a professional bridesmaid for the mayor's daughter, and she has her maid of honor is her cousin, and. Her other two bridesmaids are friends, but one of those bridesmaids is planning her own wedding at the same time. And then the other bridesmaid is like an influencer. So she's constantly like posting stuff. And then her cousin, who's the maid of honor, is just kind of just dropping the ball all the way around. She's a little immature and, you know, spacey and doesn't like any like it's it's territorial. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So the mayor... um, essentially hires Maggie because Maggie's good friend who is a wedding planner uh, gets hired to replace their other wedding planner and she recommended Maggie to come in and be a professional bridesmaid to kind of help pick up all this slack that's going on so her her good friend gets hired as the planner and then Maggie gets hired as the bridesmaid to come in for the mayor's daughter's wedding and so she like she does her thing she's ready to go in and meet the mayor's daughter with her backstory and all this stuff she essentially finds out that the mayor's daughter, who I will look up her name really fast, but she... Francesca. Oh, it's Alexis. Alexis. I have all the names, by the way. So Alexis kind of like, I don't know, she just jumped the gun a little bit. And before Maggie could even debrief with Alexis, um, Alexis just told her other bridesmaids, like, made up a backstory and said Maggie's name was Maisie and that she was a wine distributor from New York. And she was like, okay. So I'm pretty sure that threw her off her game, like, immediately. Um, we also I appreciated that because, okay, so throughout the movie, somebody might say, like, oh, Maisie, like, did you bring the wine? It's so good. Is it from, you know, where you work? And she's like, 
yeah. And she would just kind of like on the fly try to make something happen. And every single time somebody was like, what? You know, like just (laughs) that doesn't make a lot of sense. And yes, I liked it because she was usually a very like buttoned up, like had everything together person. So it's kind of cool to see that one area where she kept fumbling, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think they actually did it really well because she kept trying so hard to be like, oh, well, and then people would be like, "Eh, okay. And then they just kind of move on. (laughs) And then later when it came out like, oh, she's a professional bridesmaid. It was like, oh, well, that makes more sense. Right. And, you know, it was kind of yeah. a thing. She was really good at, like, deflecting and just moving on really quickly, not actually answering any of their questions. Um, but so she <laughs> – Alexis said that her name was Maisie. And her it turns out, like, Alexis had a pony that her mom got for her when she was younger named Maisie. So she was like, it was the first name that came to my head. So It like, felt like a safe and homey, safe and you're name. just like, it's a freaking like, horse. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I, I'm also wondering, like, Maggie probably practiced this backstory that she wrote for herself and, and knew that down to a T. I don't think she would have fumbled at all with that. But then now she's, like, having to think on her toes at all times. And it's, like, the mayor's daughter. Um, and we find out that the, the, the mayor's wife had passed away and all this stuff. So there's just like a lot going on and a lot riding on Maggie trying to just make this wedding go as smoothly as possible. Um, meanwhile, there is a reporter who she actually Maggie ends up bumping into him. So this is Henry. They end up literally bumping into each other like he almost runs her over with a bike in a park and they have this cute little semi meet cute moment, but they don't exchange any information because, you know, she's here to be a professional undercover bridesmaid. Um, later we find out, of course, he has been asked to come cover the wedding for the paper he just started at, but he's like, I'm a political reporter. I want to talk to the mayor. And his boss is like, well, cover the wedding. And then like, maybe you can talk to the mayor, but I'm not Which, like, I was sitting there going, he was kind of being like, uh, why am I doing a fluff piece? And I was like, she just hired you on a trial basis. (laughs) You say, yes, ma'am. What do you want? Right. And you do it well and you prove how good you are and then you get moved to what you want. And also 27 dresses. He was a reporter. So. Yep. He was. I was like, there's some crossover. We love, we love some inspiration. I do. I will say there were several times when things could have been like, um, you know, obviously she was fibbing about the fact that she like knew the bride. Mm. Um, but I kind of liked that. He was just openly like, yep, I'm here to cover this wedding, you know, and Mm -hmm. she knew it. And she was even like running, um, kind of recon to like get him to like uh, ignore the mayor, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of liked that it wasn't this secret that he was like, oh, I'm just around. And then he was going to do this expose kind of like how it ended up working out in 27 dresses. But yeah, (sighs) I don't know. It just... It very much was the same framework. Yeah. You know, you could tell. I liked this, though, um, because, like you said, we knew that what he was there for. And he was open from the beginning about, like, he wanted to talk to the mayor about that park specifically that yeah. he and Maggie bumped into each other at because there were some rezoning plans and stuff. And, like, he was saying how he wanted to talk to the mayor to get some information for a story because the people of the city all the constituents love that park he was like we don't want it to be rezoned it's important to keep this around so his kind of ulterior motive which we knew about was to get to the mayor to get him to talk about this issue but he was covering the wedding and you know he sees maggie aka Maisie, and he's like oh my gosh this is what you're here for this is crazy i'm covering this um and the mayor's kind of like assistant thomas is adamant they're like no bad press because 
this is a big deal. This is like the wedding, essentially. So they're like, no bad press because the mayor is also up for reelection soon. And, you know, all all the normal political things that go into that type of story. And so they see he sees that Maisie and Henry are getting along. So he was basically like, be his like liaison. And so keep the press good. Um, and she's like, that's not my job. And he's like, well, your job yeah. is to make this run as smoothly as possible. And she's like, okay, fine. And so she's like, you know, forced to hang out with him and make sure that he writes good pieces about the wedding. And meanwhile, we get to, you know, hear all these different historical things about weddings. And, you know, you see she's super passionate about it. But meanwhile, she's trying to pretend to be a wine distributor. So, you know, those funny little moments, like you said, of he would bring something up about wine, his favorite wine. And she was like, oh, I like this kind. And he goes, they're from the same grape. And she's like, I know. I'm yeah. I'm just kidding. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Move yeah, on. Yeah. Um, and so you can see their little romance blossoming. But um, she's. Well, she, and here's the thing. He even like he asked her out multiple times. Yeah. And when she was like, well, and I could see her conflict where she was like, I'm not being honest with this yeah. dude. So I don't want to like go on a date. And for him, it was, you know, oh, I'm a reporter and there's like that conflict, you yeah. know. Um, and so then he was like, well, why don't we go to dinner and you can kind of explain some of the stuff to me, which I didn't feel like was manipulative. I mm-hmm. think that he was like, I want to go to dinner with this girl, but recognize like, OK, maybe this will be a little bit on the easier side for us both to swallow, mm-hmm. you know. So they go out and then later he basically was, he says the word date. How many times have you heard the word date in a Hallmark movie? I, I think about it. Like we don't hear that word. No. Yeah. Like he was like, he goes, okay, after the wedding, when I'm not the reporter and you're not the bridesmaid, why don't we go on a date? And she was like, okay. And this is before he knew she was a professional bridesmaid. Yeah. Like he kept, he, he, at that point, he kept thinking that she was, um, you know, an actual friend of, of Alexis's. Aunt Alexis, 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 um, but anyway, I was like, holy crap, he just said the word date in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> no, way to be clear with your intentions. Yes, <laughs> I appreciate he that. really was. And I didn't, I didn't find him to be intense. Yeah. I just found like in the moment when they're having a good time, he's like, let's get dinner. Yeah. You know? And I was like, that's all we're asking I, for. I mean, it's so simple to just state your intentions. Be like, can we go to dinner? Yep. I'd love to take you on a date. So easy. Mind blowing. <laughs> well, you know, simple. Maybe not easy, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And yeah. so, meanwhile, she's like being the best professional bridesmaid, and she's like, you know, putting out all these fires along the way. She and Henry are getting closer, and then you know, there's the turmoil going on. She vents to her best friend, who's the wedding planner, a couple times. She's like, I feel so flustered because, you know, my backstory is not what I thought it was going to be. They have me doing recon, but also. I really like spending time with him. He's so nice. It's been so long since I've connected with somebody. So this is really hard. Um, So that just keeps happening a little bit. And then kind of the main tipping point is the rehearsal dinner. Um, We have some really cute, like, father-daughter moments leading up to this. Like, some other cute details that I won't go into. But essentially, the tipping point is the rehearsal dinner where the mayor is talking to Maggie and... You can basically they're talking all about her being a professional bridesmaid and Henry, the reporter, overhears. And that's when they kind of have this moment. And she's like, here, can you just let's go up to this balcony and like talk about it a little bit. And she just does the whole thing where she's like, everything I told you about myself was true. I just couldn't tell you 
my real name or like what I was actually doing here because my job is all about anonymity. And then they get, you know, they get into it a little bit where he's just like, but you kept the real story for me, the story of who you are. And she's like, <laughs> my feelings were real. Like, I feel like we've heard this in a couple of different, like several movies. Yes. Where it's just like the yes. only thing that wasn't true was my name. And like yes. all of this stuff. Cause she, there was a moment prior to this where she attempted to break the ice and like broach that topic a little bit with him. And I, I'm like, you could have tried harder. Or you could have been like, I'll be right back. Don't leave. But she's trying to tell him. She's like, I have something to confess. And he was like, well, that sounds serious. And um, then like right as she's about to say something, the maid of honor is like, come here. We need to all take a picture together. And she's just like, OK. And then like leaves and doesn't say anything. And I was like, oh, my goodness. There were multiple times. Yeah. Where she would say like, Henry. And she was like, pause for a long time. And then she'd get interrupted and he'd be like, what? And she's like, um. Have a good day. <laughs> and you're like, Ugh. And then later, I there's something I need to tell you. What? Um, I hope that you like the food. <laughs> you're just like, what? What? Um, and like no normal person would hear that and go, that's what they meant. Right. You know? They so didn't it was have a little bit like. To say. Yeah. So I was like, I, I don't like those storylines. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish like. Uh, for this, I always think like, what could have made it better if we had met people outside of her what friend who's the wedding planner mm-hmm. that were that was in her regular life that also knew that she was a professional, you know, bridesmaid. Yeah. And that person would say things that would conflict mm-hmm. with what Maisie would say. Yeah. And then he would his investigator investigative reporting would be like, or his brain, you know, would be like, what? That yeah. Doesn't, you know, and it's not like he's suspicious, but then. He would shake it off, and then later he, you know, something else would happen, and he'd go, what? And then eventually he'd kind of put two and two together and go, I don't know how to explain this, but I don't, I don't understand. These things aren't adding up. And then she can go, okay, my name isn't Maisie, it's Maggie, and da, 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 and the whole time he's just thinking, oh, I've been played. Okay, like, I can yeah. kind of, yeah, you know, see that. But the, like, I'm going to tell you something and then I'm going to pause for a dramatic effect until I get inter- interrupted. It's just boring. Yeah. It's just a boring way to tell that story. Because you know that she's not going to confess it in that moment, but it's always set up like that. And I'm like, you're not going to say anything. So don't, no. don't do that again. Um, there was yeah. one moment where he did Google her name and nothing came up. Sorry, he didn't Google it. He, like, something. Whatever. Off-branded yeah. it. Um, he yeah. searched her name. He, he Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maisie Ryder. Which is hilarious, yeah. knowing that Maisie was a horse. <laughs> oh, was a horse, yeah. <laughs> um, and nothing came up. That's so funny. But then he, like, saw a picture of Alexis as a teen or whatever with a horse named Maisie. And that's all we see of it. He didn't even ask her about it, no. I think. It was, like, dropped. I thought, oh, like, that's going to be when he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Or, like, if we had had three more things that he yeah. kind of started figuring out. Um, like, even if, what if he said at one point... I'm going to be real with you. I don't, there's no way that you work, that you're a wine connoisseur. Like you don't understand. And she's like, yeah, uh, I About can't tell that. you why, but <laughs> yeah. I, let's I, you know, what I do, I'll tell you later. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. Then he's going, wait a minute, what about the name? And she's like, ah, yeah, I can't tell you why, but I'll tell you later. Uh, okay. That's two big things, right. you know? And then he overhears the professional bridesmaid thing and he's like, oh, so you've been lying to me. What else have you, you know, like, 
That, okay, I, I could have followed, yeah, you know, followed like, that logic. It just seemed like he was oblivious the whole time until he wasn't. And then he was like, I saw so many red flags and I ignored all of them because I let my emotions get involved. And I was like, bro, it didn't even seem like you had any idea this whole yeah. time. But so, you know, yeah. they have a little tiff at the rehearsal dinner and she's upset yes. and he's upset. And then he goes to his editor and is like, I need somebody else to cover the wedding for me. And they have a little And talk. then his editor who knows him doesn't even know him from Adam. Yeah. And is, has barely talked to him this whole movie was like, you're in love with her, aren't you? And he's like tearing up. Yeah. And I was like, really? Like this girl? You know, and I, one thing I loved is in the end, it was Alexis mm-hmm. that was like, that. looked at him and said, and I was like, ooh, this is great. Yeah. Because she has been there for, you know, their interactions. She even said like me and Maggie, we've become really good friends yeah. in all of this. And I just know that she's a great person. And as, like, cheesy as we find the within a few weeks they fall in love storylines mm-hmm. of Hallmark movies, I find it completely, and they're, like, not believable or realistic, I find it completely believable that, like, solid quality friendships can form in that totally. uh, short amount of time. And so I was like, wait a minute. I like that this movie actually had a huge part of the, like, plot line and storyline was their friendship. Yeah. Um, and then in the end, it was their friendship that, like, grounded mm-hmm. uh, Henry to say to realize, like, okay, she is a really solid person. Yeah. I need to get to know her, but she is a really solid person, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. Because I, I was going to say something, like, I loved that little speech that she gave him um, at the reception. You know, you could tell he's, like, eyeballing Maggie over there and she's sad and he's sad and all this and they're like guys I just need you to know they're like 10 10 feet feet apart (laughs) and Maggie is like looking off in the distance acting like she does not know that he is standing right like beside her basically staring her down and I was like "Mm, I'm pretty sure she knows he's looking I found that picture and put it in our social media post that's gonna go up about this movie (laughs) so you will see that forlorn look at the reception table but Alexis goes up and is like, yeah, she may have started as a professional bridesmaid, but, you know, we became really good friends and she was a big help to me because this whole time, even though Maggie got a little flustered and she was having to do things like essentially outside of her job description, she did her job so well. Very well. So well. Um, She like put out a lot of fires. She really put the bride needs first, which was hard in this situation because it was such a high profile wedding that it was mostly like political like her dad and her dad's assistant were making it like very political and she was just like it's my wedding like I I love my fiance I want to have a nice wedding I'm sad my mom's not here so I don't want this to be some big Mm -hmm. spectacle and so man the moment so Alexis was marrying a professional hockey player (laughs) and she she and Maggie are sitting at the counter together this was in the middle of the movie I love Mm -hmm. this whole scene and she's like okay, Alexis, I'm here to help. What are areas I need to help with? And she's like, well, this bridesmaid wants me to switch within the next two weeks, our bridesmaids dresses and this, and you know, Chloe, my maid of honor still doesn't have a venue booked for the bridal shower, which I was like, what? What? Um, I was stressed for this poor bride, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And this, uh, you know, uh, and she goes, and they're all, they're talking about all these different things. And so, Maggie grounds her and was like, wait a minute, this is your wedding. What do you want? You know? And eventually it was like, I like my bridesmaids gowns that we picked out. Like, I want those to stay the same. She was like, great. So then she goes, 
can you know, I just feel like so many other people are deciding things for me. And she tells a story about how <laughs> she said, my fiance's hockey team was truly campaigning for our wedding colors to be the team's wedding colors or uh, the team's colors. And she said, um, and, and Maggie was like, well, what are they? And she was like, red, white, and blue. <laughs> and she goes, and the way I won out in the end was because Thomas and my dad said it, it, it felt a little bit too on the nose and campaigny. <laughs> and I was losing it. I was like, that was so funny because that's real. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you've got the campaign crap and you've got the like yeah. stupid idiot, like fiance and his buddies crap and yeah. you know, all these different things. And the wo- woman is going, I hate all of you. Yeah. Like, why did I agree to this? Why why am I marrying you? And so, like, Maggie really went to bat for Alexis and was, like, really doing her job well. And through that, like, they just became really good friends. And even the maid of honor had a moment with Maggie where she was just like, you have cleaned up my mistakes. Thank you so much. And then Maggie kind of thought Mm -hmm. of a way that, what was the maid of honor's name? Chloe. Chloe. So Chloe is Alexis's cousin. And so um, Chloe was just like, you know, when when Alexis's mom was sick, I was traveling that whole summer and I never came back. And I I just wasn't there for her. And I feel really bad about it. And so I wanted to be her maid of honor to prove that I could be there for her. And I keep letting her down. And she talks about this tradition that she had that they had when they were kids um, that whoever made the other person mad had to throw a tea party and they would have a tea party in their backyard together. She was like, I wish we could just do something like that. Like when we were kids and Maggie was like, well then that's what we're going to do. And so I got teary eyed during this scene. Cause they like had a little tea party together, just like the, mm-hmm. the three of them. And then Maggie flew in Alexis's mom's best friend. Cause she was like, she was like a second mom to me. It's like having a piece of my mom with me. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I got so teary eyed on that part. And they just had a little like tea party together. And it was just so sweet. This like this sweet little moment between cousins. Cause like, yeah, I don't have any siblings that are near my age. So I never had that like sibling relationship growing up, but I have so many cousins that are around my age. Mm. And that was like, so true like we would just get on each other's nerves as if we were siblings and so if we ever made each other mad like i remember one of our moms would just be like hug <laughs> like yeah. each other in yeah. front of each other and just be like work yeah. it out we we're like crying over nothing and then they would be yeah, like yeah, go yeah, play yeah. <laughs> and so it was yeah. like so on the nose it was so cute i i re- i thought that was a lovely scene and i felt like it took maggie's job and task you know you can easily look at that and go oh, yeah, she's there with the Tide pin ready to go. Or she's, you know, she's going to chase down the, like, really crazy situation. But I was like, man, it really mattered for her to pause and go, all right, these cousins love each other. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to speak their love language to each other, you know. And I feel like that was a pivotal moment for Alexis to, like, stop stressing about her wedding Mm -hmm. and just enjoy it Um, was that tea party. And it was just – it was so lovely – and I, I don't know. I just, I really loved it. And my mind, I tend to be that bridesmaid that's like doing all the crap, yeah. you know? And so I was like, wow, I'm really resonating with Maggie right now. Um, but here's, a, here's a few randoms. Okay. Random things. So Hunter King who played Maggie, we already mentioned is Joey King's sister. Mm-hmm. And seriously, they have the same mouth, the same lips. Yeah. Um, 
Chandler Massey, who played Hunter, the, you know, the main guy, he apparently was in, like, 700 episodes of Days of Our Lives. Um, <laughs> so he, yeah, just crazy. I didn't recognize Alexis. Her name is Francesca Bianchi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a feeling we're going to see her, you know, in more things. Like, like she definitely has a Hallmark vibe to her. Um, the dad, the mayor, Rourke uh, Critchlow, he was the uh, dad in Pretty Little Liars of Hannah. So the blonde. Oh my gosh. So the divorced couple, you know, like her mom That's and dad why. were divorced. He looks yeah, familiar. yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. I was like I was like racking my brain and he's been in like a lot of Hallmark movies, mm. so I thought like especially Christmas ones, so I thought, "Oh, like that's you know, like that's why oh, I'm recognizing him, you know, whatever." Um, and I'm trying to think. I don't think I really dove into any of the others, but those were the ones that I wanted to mention mm-hmm. because I was like between the days of our lives and pretty little liars, I was like um but we saw hunter in a a paradise love or something like that paradise cove or something it was the one in hawaii where they're both divers oh yeah that's she was in that one that's right yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um so we liked her in that one yeah we've seen her before he's been in only like a couple of um Hallmark movies or whatever. And so I have a feeling he's going to kind of be sticking around. Yeah. I really liked him. Yeah. Like there was something down to earth about him Mm -hmm. and he wasn't over the top. He wasn't effeminate. He wasn't toxic masculinity. Like he was just kind of this really cool blend of like, I like you and I like what I do and I'm, I'm figuring out like where I fit in all of this and why don't we just go on a date? And yeah. I was like, I, you're like, your energy is solid. I really hope we see more of him. Yeah. Like he super attractive, but also like super, um, like he wasn't that intimidating in a bad way. It was just like, no. you're super attractive, but like your, your vibe just makes me want to talk to you. And like, I, yes, you, nothing that you do is cringy. It's like some of the guys yeah. are super attractive, but I'm like, why did you do that? But he was like I know. attractive and like not cringy and had a good energy about him. And I'm like, I, I could see why she would get connected with him so quickly in a short amount of time. I'm like, you did yep. a great job, sir. Yeah. But their personalities who the casting director like did a great job. Their chemistry blended very well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I actually thoroughly enjoyed even their awkward stage together you know i was like not cringing the whole time going like it's so painful to watch um so yeah actually i actually enjoyed this movie yeah Uh, you know as as 27 dresses wannabe it was um on a scale of one to ten for hallmark you know vibes whatever i think it was like a seven and a half eight i i I recommend people watch it it was really enjoyable i agree i would have to say it was like an eight um I, i loved their chemistry together like they made it really watchable and believable um and i thought it was just like a fun little like nod to 27 dresses so if you if you like that movie you're gonna i think you're gonna like this movie um and it's a cute little ending we get more of the on-screen text of like two months later um with a little bit more of a resolution at the end so that we have some more faith in them moving forward (laughs) um but i was like i said two months you better not propose you better not i know and he and he did not not. (laughs) yeah it's a spoiler they don't get engaged at the end but they do end up together and it's a really sweet way um and there's just cute stuff along that we didn't talk about so go watch it on friendlytv.com and it's new so it's still going to be coming on hallmark channel if you just like browse around for that and i definitely recommend it yep 
Well, uh, next week's movie, I think it's a pinch of Portugal. Hang on, let me let me double check. Um, A Pinch of Portugal. It comes out April 22nd, which Mm -hmm. is this Saturday. Um, So we're going to watch that. It's chef, uh, travel, you know, uh, apparently there's two guys that are in love with the main character. So um, it's going to be... It's gonna be spicy. Portugal love triangle. (laughs) Yes. So, but that is all we have for you guys today. Oh wait, did you give a rating? Give a rating for the movie. Oh, um, the. Okay, I agree. Yeah. So, we both recommend it. Um, go in with Hallmark lenses on. (laughs) But yeah, really cute movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So definitely go watch it. Tell us what you think. Yep. All right. You guys have a great week. Bye. Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie.